the word of faith is something that God gave us to change our circumstances so that we live the blessed life. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. On Monday and Tuesday of this week, my grandparents, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, taught us on the simplicity of faith. And faith is simple, yet faith is very powerful. As a matter of fact, there's nothing in this world that faith in God, faith in His Word cannot fix. And that's why for the rest of this week, we're going to continue receiving insight, revelation from the Word of God right along these lines. So I want you to get your Bibles. I want you to join Brother Copeland as he teaches us to renew our mind to see God's image in you. Father, we come before the Word tonight with expectant hearts. I pray in the name of Jesus that not one person in the sound of my voice will leave this building tonight or leave this, this uh, broadcast on, on, online. Not one person will leave this place untouched by the power of the living God tonight. For we are going to see you, Jesus, from your word. People will hear and faith will come. And they'll release faith and healing will come. They'll release faith and salvation will come. All that's needed will come tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you in the name of Jesus, Father. Now, we've been talking about the fundamentals of faith, so once again, let's go to our golden text, which is Mark eleven twenty-two, three, 3, and 4, and 5. Jesus said, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, shall not doubt in his inner man, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father 
in heaven also of your Father, also which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. And we've been talking about the fundamentals of faith, the basic fundamentals that when you're, when you're watching the World Series, you're, you're, you're watching masters of the fundamentals. And, and, and I was thinking about that again, as I said yesterday, I, I first heard that from my grandson, Jeremy. And, um, and, and then I began thinking about it and talking about it and, and talking about it then in teaching on the fundamentals of faith. And the Lord brought this to my thinking. What are you watching when you watch the Little League World Series? You're watching the masters of the basics for that age group. Huh? Oh, yeah. It's the same principle all the way through. Great Olympic athletes, basics, just the basic fundamentals. And, but you, it's the one, um, 18th chapter of Proverbs says, the power of death and life are in the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It's the thing that you love. It's the thing that you, that you put your effort in. It's the thing that you're spending most of your time thinking about. If that's what you're doing and that's what you're practicing, then that is what you're going to perfect. And you may be perfecting nothing but absolute foolishness. But you're good at it. <laughs> Amen. But if, if, you're going, if you're going to live the life of faith, then you're going to have to practice it and practice it and practice. You're going to have to practice his presence. Say, so what do you mean by that? Practice the presence of God. Visit with him all the time. Talk to him. Think about him. Um, you know, just Lord, just all the time. Visit him with him all the time. Amen. You, when you're, you're, you're head to town, talk to him. That, that's the reason that, that the, the radio that's in your car can be a curse. Because you spend your time talking to that or talking back at it. And this is one of the reasons that it's, uh, well, I won't go off into the, the, to all the other, I can spend a lot of time at that. But you already know these things. It, but if you're going to, if you're going to, if you are going to come to that place in faith, then you have to spend some time thinking about God, talking about Jesus, talking to Jesus all the time. Um, they asked Smith Wigglesworth about his prayer life one time, the great apostle of faith. And um, they asked him how long he prayed. He said, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't pray long extended times. He said, 
My, my prayers usually last, you know, sometimes 15, sometimes 20 minutes. Is that all? Well, yeah, but he said, I don't usually go over about 15, 20 minutes before I pray. So what he was saying to them, I'm in constant communication with the Lord all the time. Talk with him all the time. Amen. You're praising God. You're, 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 you're practicing the fundamentals, practicing the fundamentals of faith. You're thinking about it. Well, I know that the fundamentals of faith, what Jesus said is I, I, I must believe in my heart. I must say with my mouth. And then we, we uh, went into the, the, the second fundamental. Then I need to act on my faith, praise God. And, and so forth. But you, you don't just think about that when you're in meetings like this. No, you, 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 take, these, you, you take these messages home with you. you. You take the CDs home with you. Download them on your iPad. Download them on your phone where, where you just recall them all the time. And go back through these messages. Go back through each one of us that have spoken in, in this convention. Well, you know, maybe, maybe not Jesse, but, but, but no, 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 don't leave Jesse out. Hey, Amen. You, maybe you better double up on Jesse. <laughs> oh, we pick on Jesse and he doesn't deserve it. Well, yeah, he does too. But anyway, <laughs> amen. No, it's where you spend your thought life. That's where you're going. That's where you're headed. And if you have a specific assignment, let's say you're not in the ministry and God has put a, a real job in front of you. You're, um, you're headed into a situation, maybe you're in the military and, and you're doing, hey, you still practice faith. You still practice faith. You're going to practice, you practice your job just like I practice mine. You spend all your time thinking of, about faith. How is faith? What, what, how to, when, you, when you meditate on the Word of God and you begin to meditate that 91st Psalm, you begin to meditate the healing scriptures. You begin to think, now, now that I'm healed, how does this affect what I'm doing? And no symptom has changed, but you found out by His stripes you were healed. So you begin to practice that. You're building this inner image. You're building that, that, that hope image. You, it, it's coming up where you can see yourself with it, where you don't see yourself uh, in that old condition anymore. Amen. You see yourself up running again. Glory to God. And see yourself up going again every day just like you used to. Amen. And um, well... Isn't this wonderful? Glory to God. Now that I'm debt-free, how, how does this change my life? What? And so forth. And, and you still owe a lot of money. No, you're changing in here. What, how? With the fundamentals. This is called the renewing of your mind. Now, I had to do this concerning, let me get down there with you. Praise God. I had to do this 
when the Lord started talking to me about going on according to Genesis 6-3. First of all, it was a thrill to me when I, when I learned that that's the only age that God himself ever spoke in the Bible. The 70 or 80 was not. That was the results of the saying of the people. They kept saying, we're going to die in this desert. We're going to die in this desert. And you have to remember, before then, before that crowd right there, people were living a long time. So they kept saying, we're going to die in this desert. We're going to die in this desert. And finally, well, God couldn't say anything else. His covenant partners kept saying, they kept saying, they believed what they said. They believed it in their hearts and they said it with their mouth and they acted like it. Fundamentals. Fundamentals. That's what they believed and that's what they said and that's what they got. But Caleb and Joshua didn't. Hallelujah. Caleb and Joshua's faith was still intact. Caleb was 44 when they went in that desert. And he was 84 when Joshua turned him over, turned a command over to him. He said, I'm 84 years old. I'm strong as I was 40 years ago. Glory to God. So was Moses at 120. So when, when the Lord started talking to me about that, in the first place, I didn't much want to do it. I, I didn't mind living that long, but I really didn't want to commit to it. You know, I want to back out if I want to. <laughs> but God just kept talking to me about that and just kept talking to me about that. Well, I, I had to, the, the certain things that I had to, to, to commit to and so forth, and that, that in, in order to, I have to do my part. And um, anyway, I won't spend much time on that. But the whole thing is, this inner image has to be changed. And we do not think in words. We think in pictures. Now, if I said dog, you immediately, you didn't think D-O-G. If you have a dog, you thought of yours. But if I said black, big dog, we're, we're, we're rearranging your, your image. When God created the animals and, and, and all these, these things, he already had image on the inside of him. He didn't say, bird, be, oh, that's what a bird looks like. I was wondering what that's going to turn out to be. Why, well, certainly not. That's, you know. Uh, of course, he had it, 
before the foundation of the world. He had it all laid out. He had it all planned. Glory to God. I mean, right down to the, 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 the every detail for eternity. Isn't he something? Whoa. And he's your father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, see, you and I have that, set, not to the extent that he does, but we have that same spiritual capacity. We can do that. So, and you do it all the time. It, it's part of being, uh, it's part of mankind. It's part of being a human being. You're a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body, and you have an imagination, and, and you're supposed to be using it for the kingdom of God instead of just, you know, just blowing it off on, on you know, a lot of just, just mental candy. But when we do this on purpose, now I'm going somewhere with this. When we take the word of God, take the promises of God and the facts of God, promises and Bible facts, those same promises and Bible facts upon which you build your faith, upon which you build your prayer before you pray it. You don't need to be praying, oh God, heal me, 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 oh God, heal me. No, you need to go to the book and get the healing facts. He's already born. Your griefs, your sorrows, your sicknesses, your diseases, your weaknesses, your pain in his own body. By his stripes ye were healed. So that's not a promise. That is a Bible fact. That's a rock you can put your your divine health on right there. Well, but when when you're building that, that, that should be changing the, the image on the inside of you from sickness to divine health. There, we, we shouldn't be just getting sick and getting healed, getting sick and getting healed, getting sick and getting healed. You ought to live in divine health. Don't get sick in the first place. That's better. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't remember the last time I had a cold. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> now there's some other issues that, that I'm, I'm, I'm right in the middle of, glory to God, some things that are, that are changing. Thank the Lord for it. Thank the Lord for it. But this, this image on the inside is so vitally important. I was, at the time, uh, ministering in Australia in the military. So my role was to oversee chaplains on, in, within the Defence Force here in Australia. And I had a job to go down to the south of Australia and work my way up the east coast visiting chaplains. And I started this journey not feeling well. I had a high temperature, actually. It wasn't enough to put me in bed but enough to make me feel a bit uncomfortable. So I did a silly thing. I didn't pray. 
I went to the pharmacy and bought an over-the-counter typical uh, tablet that probably every house in Australia's got a packet of, very common, you don't need a prescription. I didn't think about it really, I just bought the packet, took a couple. Pretty much every day I was taking these just to keep the temperature down. I got home on a Friday at the end of my journey and realised I was very sick. I was weak, I collapsed into bed, my skin had gone yellow, my eyes were yellow. Actually that night they took me away to hospital in an ambulance and I nearly died that night. My blood pressure was 80 over 40. They did a lot of tests and in the morning the doctors came to me and said, well we don't know what's knocked your liver out but your liver has stopped functioning and uh, we've tested it for everything that, that we know will stop a liver and you're fine. We just don't know what's happened. But unless we can find you a liver in the next two or three days, you probably won't be with us. One of them turned around and he came back over to me and he said, you haven't taken such and such a tablet, have you? I said, sure, I had a high temperature. I bought some from the pharmacy and I took a couple every now and then. I said, well, thank goodness we know what caused your liver to fail. But it's no help to you. We can't do anything for you, but that's what caused it. He said, it's the worst cause of liver failure in the Western world. Later on, they came back to me and they said, we'd like to try an experiment. They had all their instruments there to monitor my uh, health as they did this. And just after eight o'clock, they hit the switch. Immediately, I knew I was dying. I could feel it. And then I fell unconscious. I, I went into shock. And for about 55 minutes, I was out of my body. And I knew I had to concentrate to get back, or I never would. And I remember coming back to my body and just sliding into it. I was still very sick, but if you're in your body, at least you can do something about that. At four o'clock in the morning, I felt prompted to, to turn on a small television that was over my bed, the hospital, part of the hospital equipment. I, I'll never forget the comfort of a voice I heard. I recognised it straight away. It was Brother Copeland. And he, he had a, a friend actually with him, Bill Winston, and the two of them were chatting away about Genesis chapter 2 and uh, it says there that when God made man he breathed into him and man became a living soul but actually what they were saying was the rabbis teach it slightly differently in the Hebrew they say it says that God breathed into man and he became a speaking spirit my spirit's good it's not my spirit that's sick it's just my body and I'm a speaking spirit so I, I need to say something here. I dangled my two thin yellow legs that had sort of just deteriorated terribly over the bed. I hardly made it to a bathroom. I got in there. I saw my image for the first time, I think. I, I didn't recognise this yellow, wrinkled, thin, sick man. And that image spoke to me and he, it said, you're going to die. But I knew I was a speaking spirit. And I said, he's the health of my countenance. He's the lifter up of my head and liver. In Jesus' name, you will work 100%. That's all I did. I'd said it. 
you know, from that moment, my liver started to work. And they, a few days went by, they, they wanted to make sure. <laughs> but I was fine. You know, afterwards, the Lord said to me, if you hadn't have spoken, I'd done everything I could. You had to speak. And I learned that. I learned that off the Kenneth Copeland program that morning. Saved my life. Got me well. Healed me. Seven weeks later, I went to my own doctor. And she had a report on her desk. Looked about two inches thick. She's on a swivel chair and she turned around and she looked at me and she said, Do you know something? Your liver is 100%. Exactly the words that I'd spoken. You get what you say. The word of faith is something that God gave us to change our circumstances so that we live the blessed life. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.